Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hey, so before you listen to this episode, I just want to let you know around five minutes in the uh, my microphone decided to stop working for some very stupid reason. So I captured the audio on my video camera. It's less good than my my microphone. Uh, I understand that. But honestly, the episode is so good and the capture is so raw that I just I didn't think it was worth it to re-record. I think that it would lose a lot of the emotional value. So just a heads up around five minutes and the audio is going to change. It's not nearly as good as normal, um, but hopefully you still find value in it. So with that said, enjoy this episode. In this episode, we talk about whether or not you are really you. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big changes, big changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps. Big changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and I want to talk about something kind of weird today, kind of out there. It's something I learned about recently that honestly, when I did, it kind of blew my mind and and started me on this like process of asking a million and a half questions as I tend to do. And it's something that I've never heard of. I've been spending a lot of time over the years, like reading different psychology things and and learning about how humans work. And uh, a part of that has been sort of like development. How do we become the person that we are? And it wasn't until recently I was on a, a TikTok live and somebody mentioned this to me, this idea of identity foreclosure that honestly, like I'm finding fascinating. The more that I do research on it, the more questions I have. And so I wanted to do an episode on it because I actually think that there's is some important stuff we need to think about when we we consider this, when we look at who we are today when we look at the person that we know ourselves as and as that other people know us as, like, where did that come from? And this question of identity foreclosure might actually be sort of the spark that can help us to reclaim our identity today, the, the identity that we live with in our day-to-day lives. So that's what I want to talk about. And honestly, like all the conversations on this show, it's going to be fun, interesting, and of course, 
practical. It's always going to have something that you can do, something you can think about, something you can try to take charge of your own life or your own identity and start to really make the changes that you're looking for. Now, before we jump into it, though, I want to let you know about a podcast I've been listening to recently. And at the same time, I want to thank one of our sponsors for this episode, the Aubrey Marcus podcast. So if you aren't familiar, Aubrey Marcus is the co-founder of Onnit, one of the leading supplement and lifestyle companies with a mission to empower individuals to be their best self. And here's the thing. His podcast is kind of amazing. Like, okay, so the Aubrey Marcus podcast, they bring in world-class guests from the fields of athletics, health, business, fitness, science, relationship, and spirituality, all of the things that I talk about on this podcast. And Aubrey asks them to open up about the failures and successes that define their wisdom and character, all of the lessons they've learned along the way on their path to becoming that person that they are today, that identity. He gets them to share on this show. It's kind of awesome. Aubrey asks life's most important and curious questions. Things like, how do we find our purpose? That's something I know that many of you are struggling with. How can we wake up to who we really are? This identity that we have in our heads. How do we get rid of that and become the person that we really are? Or just embrace the identity that we have. How do we optimize our life spiritually, emotionally, physically, and financially. And his guest list includes some of the greatest minds of our era, like Charles Eisenstein, Simon Sinek, Layla Martin, and Andrew Huberman. So after you're done with this podcast, I recommend you check out the Aubrey Marcus podcast. Just search the Aubrey Marcus podcast wherever you get your shows or click the link in the description of this episode. So what I want to talk about today is this idea of identity foreclosure. So just to read the actual description here, uh, identity foreclosure is a psychological term that describes one of the key steps young people experience in the process of finding a sense of self. At this stage, adolescents may adopt different traits and qualities from friends and relatives, but have not yet settled on their own, end quote. So the first thing that comes to mind with this, uh, I'm a huge fan of the book Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. And one of the, the main sort of tenets of the book is this idea that great artists steal from multiple different sources. They essentially create something original by finding influence and inspiration from a thousand different places. That way, no part of their work can necessarily be like specifically traced to like this one thing, right? You're not copying one artist, one person. You're copying from so many different sources and pulling from so many different places that the end result is a combination that is uniquely you. That's what identity foreclosure makes me think of. It's this idea that our personalities, our uh, mindset, our habits, our actions on a day-to-day basis, everything that makes up who we are in a very real sense comes from stealing from the people around us, from the experiences that we've had, from the conversations we've had, even the people that were only in our lives for a moment, that person we sat next to on the airplane five years ago, the person that we bumped into on the subway. The people who have been a part of our lives to any extent help create 
the version of ourselves that we know today. And this is fascinating to me because when you look back and, and they talk about how this idea really happens sort of in adolescence, right? It's a part of uh, development of becoming the person that you are. You don't necessarily have that sense of self yet. And so you sort of like take from the environment around you. That I think ends up creating who you are fast forward 5, 10, 15 years. But that raises a lot of questions for me around, well, which parts of you came from where? And what value did those things have? Why did you choose these particular habits? Why did you choose these particular interests? Something that I've noticed with myself over the last uh, few years, and I really started noticing it after my father passed, was I am him in so many ways. It's actually terrifying to me. I have so many of the same mannerisms. I have so many of the same responses to situations. Uh, Even just the way that I sit and the way that I laugh is so much of him. And I never noticed it until recently, like literally the last three, four years. I've started noticing so much of him in the way that I am. And that's just the thing that I can trace, right? There's other parts of me that come from uncles and aunts and cousins and things that I can't necessarily uh, trace back to a particular person. There's parts of me that come from my mom, but I haven't necessarily sat and thought about it in that way. And so I couldn't tell you what those parts are. But that raises the question, well, what is it that makes up me? What are the things that I chose to pull into my identity as I, I, I lived my life? And are all of those things good? This is where the central question needs to be asked. How much of you, who you are today, is actually something you want? How much of you is actually desirable for the life you want to live? And how much is just stuff that you picked up along the way and never bothered to question? They became a part of who you are. The habits, the thoughts, the views, the actions became a part of who you are based on the people that you were around, based on the experiences that you had, based on the conversations that you had. But you never actually specifically chose it. How much of that is there? And if we're being honest when we ask ourselves this question, We really do need to find an answer because if our day-to-day lives, if the actions that we take, if the habits that we engage in ultimately create the future that we live, then there's two questions we need to ask on that. Number one, how much of the life we live, forget who we are, how much of the life that we live is actually based on other people's stuff, stuff that we just adopted into our personality. Maybe we grew up in a family with certain political views or certain views in relationship to things like gay marriage or or other religions or whatever it might be. Maybe we grew up around certain things and we adopted those as a part of us, good or bad. And now because we have those views, because that is a part of our identity today, we make certain choices. We engage with certain people in different ways. And then that ultimately creates the life that we live because the way that people react to us, the opportunities that come to us, the things that are around us is our life. Then because we live that life, we become more and more of that person. And it becomes this self-reassuring cycle, this, this 
system that we find ourselves in where we can't even necessarily trace it back and say, well, I'm here because of this, 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 and this. We just wake up and experience it as life. But in actuality, it came because we happened during this formative period in our lives to experience something that then allowed us to adopt that identity into our own. And then as we became ourselves, it stuck around. And we've never stopped to question it. We've never stopped to ask ourselves how much of us is actually us. Or rather, how much of us is actually the person we want to be? Because sometimes there is a big difference in that. So that's what I want to challenge you to do with this episode. Number one, recognize that you aren't necessarily all you. You are the people in your life. You are the people that you engage with. You are the experiences you've had up until this point. You are the music you listened to when you were 13. You are so much more than this individual person. You are an amalgamation of everything that you've ever experienced. I really hope I'm using that word right. So you need to recognize that. And then once you recognize it, it opens up the door to question it. Question the different parts of yourself. Question your views. Question your habits. Question the life that you live. The choices that you make. Why are you reacting in certain ways over others? Where is that coming from? Who are the people that this came from? Are those people's lives desirable? For many of you listening to this, you don't want to be like your parents. You don't want to be like your aunts and uncles. You don't want the life that they had, but you adopted their views. You adopted their habits. You adopted their mannerisms. And so you live your life in a similar way and therefore will end up with that same life. I'm telling you, this is important. It is critical that we sit down and start questioning who we really are where the different parts of us comes from, and whether or not that is desirable. And then once we find the things that are undesirable, change them. And I know that's easier said than done. But it all starts with understanding it, recognizing that this exists, and being brave enough to question it. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Listen, I had a lot of fun with this one, but I want to hear your thoughts. Join us in our Discord community. Head over to tlbc.co slash community or click the link in the description of this episode. That is the best way to connect with me, to connect with Heather from the Happy Brain Podcast, to connect with any of our future hosts over here at TLBC Media. I would love to get your feedback on this. So join the community. What are you waiting for? Click the link in the description of this episode. And as always, I've been Greg Clunas. Thank you for being here. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Yeah.